Maybe it seems so small, but to you, it's important because it'll help you to frame for yourself and for your family and those around you what it is that you're dealing with. And here's what that'll do for you. It'll give you an opportunity not only to understand how you can ask God to help you, it'll also give you an opportunity how to ask others to help you. And then here's the biggie. It'll give you an opportunity to share with others what you know and what you're feeling so that they can say, aha, he gets it, she gets it. Pay attention to yourself. And you know, the fact is that you're not going to really be able to go deep. And you need to be careful with this. That's why Psalm 139 is so important. It's a prayer. David says, investigate me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my troubled thoughts. So my caution here is as you're paying attention to yourself, don't just go digging up everything. Ask the Spirit of God to help you, and He will. He will. He says, see if there's any way in me that causes pain and lead me in the way everlasting. Pay attention to yourself. A fourth thing that I want you to know as you overcome fear is you need to remember you are not alone. You're not alone. I realize this is a big planet, but it's occupied by a whole bunch of human beings. You're not alone on the planet. In fact, what we're dealing with here with the virus is called a pandemic because it's global. It's global. You're not alone. You're not alone. Jesus made it really clear. I will never leave you or forsake you. Wherever you are, God is. You're not alone. And even though you may be alone physically, there are certain things that I want you to know as your pastor that you can do and that we will do for you in order to help you so that you're not isolated, even though you're all physically alone. Here's the first thing. Pinnacle is here for you. Pinnacle is here for you. Now, we're not God. Most of you already know that. <laughs> but we are here for you. And so as, as we gather, think of this. Acts 20, 28, he says, pay careful attention. Paul is writing to the Ephesians. He says, to all the flock in which the Holy Spirit has made you overseas, overseers, to care for the church of God. So we're going to communicate with you as best we can in these times, and we're going to do it through our website, pinnaclelife.org. There's no space in pinnaclelife.org, by the way. But pinnaclelife.org. So you can X out the space. Do you know why we have to have certain slides where there's corrections needed? Because if we didn't, those of you who are so keen on finding them would be just completely miserable. <laughs> and we don't want you to fear not finding fault <laughs> or mistakes. Anyway, we're going to communicate to you 
through pinnaclelife.org, through the website. So you go there and find stuff. We're also going to communicate to you through email. Pinnaclepulse at cox.net. Now, if you don't receive Pinnaclepulse at cox.net, I want to encourage you, right now you can even do it. Just simply go to your email and send an email to pinnaclepulsedcox.net and in the memo section just say, add me, and then hit send, and you're done. You can communicate with us. You can communicate with us. And this is important today because there are new things that I'm going to share with you that none of the church family knows yet until today. So you're the first one I'm going to tell. We're going to communicate to you and you communicate with us. You can do it by phone. It is a new church office phone. There's not a lot of people coming and going on campus. So it's an office phone. 480-609-9428. All right? Here's another thing. An office mailing address. Office mailing address which is 13819 North 63rd Place, Scottsdale, Arizona, 85254. Now, if we're going too fast, it's okay. You can go to the website, and by tomorrow, I'm sure all this information will be up and running, and you can get it there. But here's one more thing that I've added, which is a brand new email address. It's not on the website. It's never been shared before. It's pinnaclepastor at gmail.com. Pinnaclepastor at gmail.com. So you can communicate with us. You can let us know what you need. You can also let us know if you can help in these times. You can let us know if you're willing to call people. You can let us know anything. You communicate with us and we will communicate with you. And for the time being, just as a side note, for those of you that are, that are members and, and committed to Pinnacle, I just want to tell you that we don't have any online giving buttons or anything right now. We're working on some things. But you can use the church office address I just shared with you. uh, And you can do it the old-fashioned way. You can put it in the mail. Or you can have your bank send it. Either way. I also wanted to mention to you that when it comes to the phone, uh, it's really important for you to, uh, to know. Phones are important these days. There's the new phone number, there's the new address, and there's the new email, all right? You are here for one another. Pinnacle's here for you, you are here for one another. Here's what you can do as you think about Romans 12, 5. He says, just as there are many parts to our bodies, so it is with Christ's body. We are all parts of it, and it takes every one of us to make it complete. We each have different work to do. So we belong to each other. And each needs all the others. We need each other, so we're here for each other. And there's a couple things that we can do for one another. These are really important. You can pray for one another. You can pray for one another. Take some time when people come to mind and pray for them. Pray for them. Maybe even start a, a list of your family and friends and co-workers and whatnot and, and just pray for five or ten a day. 
or twice a day, whatever you want to do. Secondly, you need to think about loving and encouraging one another. Loving and encouraging one another. As I said a minute ago, the post office still works. You can send notes. I know that's old-fashioned these days. You could text, but you know what? In times like these, paper feels good. Getting something in the mailbox is very encouraging. Love, encourage one another. And then the third thing you can do is you can call or FaceTime someone. They used to say years and years ago with the old bell telephone, reach out and touch someone. So let's do that. Pinnacle's here for you. You're here for one another. And God is here for each and every one of us. God is here for each and every one of us. Deuteronomy 31.6 says, Be strong. Be fearless. Don't be afraid and don't be scared by your enemies. Because the Lord your God is the one who marches with you. He won't let you down and he won't abandon you. He won't abandon you. Next, no one understands like Jesus. No one understands. This is, this is so important when it comes to overcoming fear. It's fine to get a care, careful uh, look at all that's going on and watching out for the hype. It's fine to get a grip on the facts, paying attention to yourself, remembering you're not alone. But this is really critical. You need today more than anything else to understand this fact. Jesus knows you. Jesus knows how you feel. Jesus knows what you're going through. No one understands like Jesus. I can just hear some of you thinking as you're trying to process that. Wait a minute, Bob, he was God. Yes, he was. And Paul tells us in the book of Philippians that Jesus as God set aside his attributes as God and became a human. He was born of the Virgin Mary without sin. And he lived his life as a human being without sinning. He didn't live his life on the planet as God. He was God and lived on this planet as a human being. Every single thing that you face, he has faced. Every environment where you've been in and the feelings and the trials that you have experienced in your life and are experiencing today, he has already been there. He's already been there. He knows. He knows. No one understands like Jesus. Look at this. Hebrews 4, 15 and 16. Jesus understands every weakness of ours. Jesus understands every weakness of ours. Isn't that wonderful? It says, because he was tempted in every way that we are. Every single way. But he did not sin. So whenever we are in need, which is about all the time, 
every day. But especially in these days, whenever we are in need, he says we should come bravely before the throne of our merciful God. Part one, he understands he's been there. Part two in this passage, not only does he understand, but we have opportunity to come bravely, boldly into his presence. Don't be timid. This is no time for cowardice. These are days when you need to cry out to God. These are days when you need to tell Jesus, I know you understand, however, H-E-L-P, help! About ready to go into a breakdown. Jesus, help! I don't know what to do with the kids. I don't know how I'm going to pay my rent, my mortgage. I only have money for a couple of days. And that's it. He's been there. He's waiting for you to cry out to him. He says, when you're in need, come bravely before the throne of our merciful God. I I don't want to discourage you, but I do want to remind you. The Bible says that often we have not because we ask not. So I encourage you, ask ask. Look at the rest of this verse. He says, there, when you come boldly, we will be treated with undeserved kindness and we will find help. God is there to help us. God is here to help you. No one understands like Jesus. No one. Make him your lifeline. Call on the Lord, the Bible says. And he will show you great and mighty things that you do not know. There's a miracle. There's a miracle in every one of your lives awaiting, awaiting you. Jesus understands. Cry out to him. Receive the miracle that he has for you. So we end with this. Seems obvious, but we need to remind ourselves to put our trust in Him. Put your trust in Him. He is able, the Bible says, to do exceedingly, look at these words, exceedingly, abundantly, above and beyond. Can you put those together? That kind of encompasses everything. He says he is able to do exceedingly abundantly above and beyond all that we can ask. So you could ask for 24 hours and you you haven't even begun to tap. He says above and beyond all that we can ask or, check this out, think. God is so big, so vast, so amazing, so awesome that whatever you're facing, you can trust him. You can trust him. He is trustworthy. You want to overcome fear? I don't know of a better way. I don't know of a better way. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Never rely on what you think you know. Boy, do we think we know a lot, huh? 
He says, remember the Lord in everything you do, and he will show you the right way. Trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord. You know, trust, a little acrostic for you. Some of you may have seen this because I shared it, but I think it's worth sharing again. T stands for turn your life over to him. The T of trust, it starts there. Turn your life over to him. Literally, if you could just imagine yourself having a title deed to your life. You need to go and sign it over. Just imagine that right now. Turn your life over. The Bible encourages us to give our lives to Jesus. By that, the Bible means that we need to trust him to be our savior. We need a savior. The Bible says that we're sinners. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus. There's no greater and more wonderful news than this, that God has given his son to die on the cross so that we who were sinners could be made righteous in Jesus. Put your trust in him. Turn the title deed over to him. Some of you watching right now have not done that. I just want to encourage you right now, take a moment, take a moment and just do the simple ABCs. Admit you're a sinner. Admit it. B, believe in your heart that God sent Jesus to save you. And C, confess with your mouth Jesus as your Lord. You can say simply as a prayer, Lord, I know I'm a sinner. I want to thank you for giving Jesus to save me. I put my trust in Jesus and thank you right now. Turn your life over to him. Now, there's a whole bunch of you watching who've already done that. And you're saying, Bob, I did that. Well, you know what we do? We have this habit. We gave him the title deed. I personally did that June 20th, 1973. Signed the title deed of my life over to Jesus. But you know what I keep doing? I keep going and taking it back. It doesn't mean he doesn't own it. It just means I've taken authority back. I've said, you know, I think I can handle it better. And then I realize I can't. And so what do I have to do? I have to trust. I have to turn my life over again. It doesn't mean I get saved all the time over and over again. It means I realize, Bob, you're, you're in good hands. Why are you insisting on taking control. Turn your life over to him. The R stands for rely on him for your every need. Rely on him. I know there's a lot of talk about the government doing a whole bunch of stuff and sending out checks and all kinds of stuff and helping out the industries that are hurt and affected the most by this. And I say thank God for whatever... Um, whatever the decisions are to be made to help people, especially those who are hurting so desperately in these times. But I say you need to rely on him. Rely on him. 
If you rely on people, they will let you down. So rely on him for your every need. The U is for unlock every part of your life to his leadership. Unlock every part. Open up to him. Let him in to the nooks and the the corners and the cupboards of your heart and your life. Some of you, during this time, if you'll unlock these parts of your life that have been kind of kept for you, do you know what I predict? I predict that some of you are going to actually begin to enjoy being married. I predict that some of you are going to love your kids. I predict that some of you are going to find joy where before it was just simply turmoil. Unlock every part of your life. Let God come in and let him sweep through the relationships that you have. And other people can see you as a flawed human being, unfinished, but in process. U is for unlock. S is for stay where you are until he leads you on. You know, in the midst of fear, flight is one of the biggest things that most people do. They run. They run. Fear no evil, for I am with you. David wrote in Psalm 23, verse 4, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Don't move. Don't run until the Lord says, here's the door. Here's the way. Walk in it. Stay where you are. And then, and then finally, the T at the end is thank Him in everything. Thank Him in everything. So when you think about trust, trust means turn your life over to Him. Rely on Him. Unlock all the various parts of your life to Him. Stay put till He says go. And thank Him. In everything, give thanks. Give thanks. It doesn't mean feel thanks. And it doesn't mean be thankful. You can be unthankful for the misery we're in and yet give thanks to God. It sounds like it doesn't work, like an oxymoron. But it does work. Because Jesus understands. Thank Him in everything. This morning, just as my my dad and mom, as they taught me to face and manage my way through life and negotiate my way through the maze without without being fearful and without getting all excited. I want you to take these six things and I want you to use them this week. Use them for yourself first and then I want you to use them with your children and with your friends. Encourage them and share it with them. Remember, remember, be careful of all the hype Be careful. Get get a grip on the facts. Pay attention to yourself. Remember, you're not alone, ever. No one understands like Jesus, no one. 
So trust him. Trust him. Pray with me. Our Father in heaven, we thank you so much for this time. We thank you for your goodness and your mercy. We thank you that you are reliable. You are trustworthy. And we ask, we ask right now that you bless your people, all who are watching right now, Lord, that you'd take these six basic steps and that you'd help people to overcome their fear. God, we look to you. We look to you. You are where our help comes from. Amen.